Hi, I'm Sarah, host of the Live Boldly podcast. As a mother and certified coach in transitional changes, I will share the traumas, healing, and growth in my life and help you with embracing these steps for yours. Join me to hear about life's highs and lows, mental health and wellness, and how-tos for living your boldest life. Listen to Live Boldly wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome. And thank you for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. I'm Zach Brittle. I'm here with Laura Heck. You guys... This episode has been a nightmare. This is probably the fourth time we tried starting it. Um, it's cursed. Uh, Laura gets kicked off the internet about halfway through this one, but I think we rescued everything. We're talking about Atomic Habits. It's a book that Laura read and my wife read that we look at together to see if there's anything that can offer our couples. Lots about doing the little things, which you know is a big value for us here at Marriage Therapy Radio. Um, and also just some ideas about how you can move the needle toward becoming uh, more of the person or the couple that you want to be. This is a very cool conversation. Stick around. This is take three. I'm more like four. We've started this episode three or four times because we we did it and we didn't know what we were talking about. And so uh, today, yeah. hopefully we'll figure it out. I just get a little distracted sometimes. I have to find my cheat sheet though, because I do want it. I think it's really helpful to have. The sad part about, for me, about starting these episodes over is I, I always have something that I'm interested in talking about, like just chat wise. Mm -hmm. And then like it goes away. Mm -hmm. And then we have to just like, just catch up for realsies. Um, what is happening in your life though? I think we lost, for example, that day that I went through and tried to find all the, um, blue check people that followed us on, on the Instagram. Yeah. And so, um, and I was excited about it because there's one lady that was like a fancy triathlon lady. She's like really, really mm-hmm. big deal triathlete. And I think you should talk to her. You think I should talk to today. her? Why not? I mean, we should talk to her. You should talk to her. Okay. She's bound to have something to say to us. <laughs> Some tips and <laughs> tricks. Say, I've been giving you this marriage content for free. And I think it's time you, yeah. you, uh, you help me with my, yeah. Man. What is the, the terminology? What is it called? Um, pay it forward. I, okay. So right. <clears throat> I heard it twice in one day and I haven't heard pay it forward in a really long time. Isn't that weird when that happens? Yeah. When, stu- when like you start to hear stuff and then you hear it all the time. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty fast. It was really neat though. I'm, I've had uh, a lot of clients where uh, one couple in particular where it's just sort of like the overarching theme is like people are shit, world is shit. Like everything is just okay. kind of weighing on them and it's just a lot of negativity. And I, I had the flip experience where I was out at a lake, a local lake. We got invited to join some friends on their boat and my husband and my son got a ride and then all of a sudden the transmission went out and we were stranded in the middle of the lake and we needed to flag people down and everybody was helping us right like somebody like tugged us in and then we had to borrow tools and Mm -hmm. we tried to give money to the people and they're like this is your van is this is this your sprinter van no no i wasn't in a van in the middle of the lake i was in a boat in the middle of the lake oh oh oh. i thought you were describing the whole trip oh I had clients the other day ask me details about your van. Oh, they're like, tell me a little more about Laura's van. I was like, are you serious right now? Like they're, that's what we're doing. 
anyway, it's, it's a super, character. Okay. So you're in a boat, yeah. you're stranded. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and we just like, we tried to pay the people and they're like, no, 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 no. Keep the money. Just pay it forward. And then, you know, like 20 minutes later, somebody handed us mm. a, a wrench and we were like, oh, here, you, let me get you your wrench back. And he's like, no, 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 keep it. Just pay it forward. And I was like, what is it with you people and pay it forward at this particular lake? Mm. I feel like maybe everybody was in a book club or something and they were all reading the same book. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sprinter van. So we're awesome. going to see if the triathlon lady will pay it forward. And then, and then, and then the other one was this, uh, there's this other blue check lady that I'm obsessed with because when I found out that she followed us, I was like, oh, she's my favorite in like five different places. Does a lot of voice work, which is kind of cool. One of my kids' favorite shows. Yeah. 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 And then, um, you know who you are. this other show that, that is pretty, pretty much right down our alley. But then I was watching, I've, I've been, so when I'm on my Peloton, I'm usually binging something simple like mm-hmm. 30 Rock mm-hmm. or Grey's Anatomy. Um, no, I don't watch Grey's Anatomy, but lately it's been, um, did you ever watch uh, Arrested Development? I, I've seen an episode or two. It's good. Yeah. It's good. It's you've like, either seen an episode or two I'm or you've seen, seen every single one right. like nine times. Yeah. I'm an episode so, or two girl. Um, anyway, she's on that show. So if you're listening you have fans here and you should come talk to us because we have all kinds of questions. And you know, for the 999 million of the rest of you who don't have a blue check, I care. I care about <laughs> all you, you. non-famous people. Right. I care about <laughs> you, Zach, on the other hand, we're, we're yeah. not clear. Can I tell you? Um, I don't know. I'm kind of, I'm kind of getting over it a little bit. I'm sort of just like, all right, well, because the um, reason why you're chasing the blue check, by the way, is for selfish reasons. It's so that you yourself can become totally. a famous author. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah, which is why 100%. I'm not helping you very much because I don't want to be famous at all. That's why. Yeah, that's the reason. And I'm also <laughs> okay. so busy with busy other and lazy and lazy. <laughs> yeah. I did my first relay, by the way, and I have I did the. Oh, this is oh yeah 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 yeah. This is the weekend. thing. This is another thing that we were trying to talk about last mm-hmm. time, but we didn't do it. It was the Finger Lakes or something. The Finger Lakes aren't the well, finger. What did you do? Oh. You went to some. You went to some lake thing and you it's ran called Cascade, Cas- miles or Cascade Lakes Relay. No, I, I here's yeah. the interesting part. So it's cool, right? There's 12 people. It's very similar. You've done relays before. Each person has about mm-hmm. 17 to 23 miles that they have to cover over 36, 34 mm-hmm. hours or whatever. Yeah, so yeah. you drive 216 miles out in my sprinter van. There's two vans that kind of leapfrog each other and then you run back into town and This was all great, but then there was something that I learned about myself because you're kind of tracking with these other people, these other vans, these other teams. There was a team. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to get real creepy for a second because I experienced my age for probably the first time. And those of you, I just had a birthday. I'm 38 years old. Um, There was a truck. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday. Did I call you for your birthday? No, you didn't, but I'll take it. I'll take it today. I probably thought about you on your birthday. So You should think about me every day. I probably do actually, but uh, <laughs> You're like, Man, I wasn't I saying I uniquely thought about you on birthday just because it, it was a day and you're in my life. I probably thought yeah. about you anyway. Um, so we're, t- we're tracking, thank you, with this other truck and it's uh, a bunch of teenage boys. They're probably like 19 to 22 college boys and they lost a bunch of their members and had to run this 216 mile relay with just five guys. Mind you, our team or mm. everybody else's team, 12 people. So these boys who had not really trained, but they're college kids. So they kind of like 
you know, they're like, my body can do anything. And they yeah. had so much confidence. Yeah. Went out there and did like 40 plus miles. And I had the biggest nurturing thing overcome me where I was like, mm-hmm. where are the boys? Where are the boys? I got to get them ice. I got to get them water. I got to nurture them. <laughs> I have to give them like salt sticks. I got to spray them down with water bottles. So I, not only mm-hmm. that, but they also were running shirtless and I didn't hate, hate that so much. Mm-hmm. But that was a really mm-hmm. fun experience. That was the story uh-huh. I had to tell you is how I creeped on these teenage boys because I was motherly. I think the other thing we missed was I was going through this phase of all my um, party questions that I ask now. Yeah. Is there a new one? Like how old is Whitney? <laughs> and right. this is my new one. And this is kind of bleeds into our topic, I think today, because I, I was asking how much of a nonfiction book do you have to read in order to say that you read the book? Yeah. Your answers changed twice. The first time you were like, 75%. And then, and then the last time 50. you said, if you read the executive summary, <laughs> right. Which is what I did this morning was I read the executive summary of atomic habits this morning to prepare, yeah. which means that I just reread the book. Yeah. 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 You're a fast reader. I sure am. Um, actually, no, I think this is fascinating. It started because, um, I've been doing all this research this summer around some mental health stuff. And my, I think it was my mother-in-law and she was like, Oh yeah, I read the book. And I was like, what do you mean? You read the whole book? She goes, well, I read like you know, three chapters. Mm-hmm. I picked the three chapters I wanted to read. I was like, does that count? And I was literally, I literally became confused because does listening count to a book? And are you like, how much is it? How much before you kind of get it? Yeah. So well, this is now non- one of the questions that I ask when I go to parties. Nonfiction is very different though than fiction. Like fiction is a beginning and an end. Yes. Nonfiction, like you can pick your way through yeah. chapters and and who's to say that reading a book means that you have to finish the book? Reading a book could mean you just pick totally. it up and you read it, right? It's Actually, though, I had to learn that. I had to learn that it was okay to not finish a yeah. book. That was a thing that I had to do in my life. Yeah. Um, uh, particularly a nonfiction book where you're just like, I mean, sorry, a fiction book. Right. It's not where You're good. sort of reading it and it's not really doing anything for you and you're not interested or thinking about the characters. <gasps> Did I tell you what I am interested in right now, though? I'm reading oh, no. these crime novels. There are Danish novels, but they're translated into English. Yeah. Hey, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Just because it's all set in Denmark and stuff. But then I found out they're movies. So I read the book and then I watch the movie and then I read the book and I watch the movie. And that's nice. It's been really fun. Yeah. You have to watch it in subtitled because it's in Danish. Have you seen the Danish girl? The Danish girl is really good. It's a true story about. Uh, No, I don't think I've seen that. Okay. Yeah. It's really, really good. But it's about, I think, like the true story of one of the very first uh, gender confirming surgeries, uh, done on male to female. Is that correct? Male to female. Yeah. Oh, so good. Okay. Let's talk about stuff that our listeners can actually take home and say, I learned something today other than really good recommendations because we're about 10 minutes into the episode. I don't know about you, but with me, if I'm looking for a good eggs Benedict or I'm looking for a graphic designer or maybe a mechanic, I am one to go over lists and lists of reviews. Um, I just want to find the best. Um, Lately, we've been trying to figure out what to do with um, some medical care for my daughter who's out of state. We found ZocDoc. With ZocDoc, you can find real verified patient reviews to help you find the right doctor in your network and in your neighborhood. After all, finding the right doctor is just as, if not more important than finding the right plate of Eggs Benedict. Though I do love me some Eggs Benedict. ZocDoc is a free app that shows you your doctors who are patient reviewed Take your insurance and are available when you need them. On ZocDoc, you can find every specialist under the sun, whether you're trying to straighten those teeth, fix an achy back, get that mole checked out, or anything else, ZocDoc has you covered. ZocDoc's mobile app is as easy as ordering a ride to a restaurant or getting delivery to your house. 
Every month, millions of people use ZocDoc. So go to ZocDoc.com slash MTR and download the ZocDoc app for free. Start your search for top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's ZocDoc.com. Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash MTR. ZocDoc.com slash MTR. And now I am definitely hungry for some eggs Benedict. So we're talking about Atomic Habits, which is this book that has captured your imagination that I did not read, but Rebecca did read. Did you talk to her so about it? So I will it? cop to say, I didn't talk to her about oh. it. I borrowed her book and I read all the parts that she underlined and highlighted. Okay. All right. Does that count as reading a book? Sure. I think you should also have a conversation okay. with your wife because I think this is a unique opportunity to like share some intellectual intimacy with her. Just like, I mean, we've been talking about it because she's been reading it for her work and like mm-hmm. telling me things that she's learning and stuff, but we didn't have like a conversation about this book for this podcast. Okay. I read uh, Atomic Habits and it's part of the book club that I run with other therapists mm-hmm. that you have yet to, well, you joined one time, but it's been I happening did. for about a year did. and a half now. So I, the, yeah. the idea yeah. behind the book club is that we read books that are, uh, clients are saying, Hey, I read this book. I think it's really fascinating. Mm-hmm. And as a, as a clinician, I think it's important for me to understand and know what my people are reading. So anyway, Atomic Habits mm-hmm. by James Clear. I love it. And I think that when you start reading the book, there's a lot of different ways to read it. And I, because I'm sort of growing in this, uh, sort of physical development genre of doing more things with my mm-hmm. body and being more physical, mm-hmm. I read it with that in mind mm-hmm. of how to create these atomic habits that move me, move the needle, you know, like one degree sharper in that way. But I also, the reason why I wanted mm-hmm. to talk about on the podcast is that I think you can read this book and be thinking, how do I sharpen my marriage? How do I get better at creating healthier mm-hmm. habits in my marriage? But I think that you could actually pick this book up multiple times in your life with a specific facet of your living that you want to get better and just think about that solely. That makes sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you were reading the underlines, were you thinking about marriages? Were you thinking about like other areas of your life? Cause I know that you've been kind of on a journey of getting better in lots of areas, health and wellness. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, I definitely read it because you wanted to talk about it. And so I read it through that lens. Um, I didn't, um, no, I did not. I don't think it would, I actually think it's kind of hard to think about at the, at the, at the marriage level in part mm. because the book is written so much for individuals. It's really written for somebody who's a, a person or a uh, you know, who's trying to change the way that they show up, whether it's fitness or time management or in their mm-hmm. job development. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's hard sometimes to figure out how to do that in a relationship, particularly if you're on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, but it did, it did surface a, a thing for me, which I think is really important to kind of understand at the context level is I, I people come in all the time and they say, we're re- we've been really working on our marriage, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, or we just want to work on our marriage. Why are you here? We want to work on our marriage. I'm like, okay, that's great. When you're at the physical fitness level and you want to work on your physical fitness and you say, I want to, you know, lower my mile pace or I want to bench press my body weight, it becomes pretty clear what you're working on, right? Sure. Um, because you can measure it. You can go, oh, you're running a 10 minute mile and you're trying to get to a nine minute mile. Maybe you need to focus on the first 400 or maybe you need to finish strong or maybe you need to change your your the way the the actual way your foot hits the ground like mm-hmm. there's a thing that you can actually do mm-hmm. 
And, you know, I think a marathon is actually another really good example because people, you know, it's really hard to train to run a marathon because nobody knows how to run 26 miles, but you can run six and then you can run six more and then you can run six more and that, you know, so I was really thinking about like, okay, fine, you're working on your marriage, but what are you actually right. working on? Right. And, you know, how are you going to choose to measure it? And then I was started to kind of break that down into what, what do I hear most often? People want to work on communication right. and they want to work on intimacy mm -hmm. are the two that I hear the most often. Mm -hmm. They don't really want to work on conflict. Um, they want to avoid conflict, right? That's not the word that they use, yeah. but when they want to work on their marriage, the two that I hear the most is I want to work on communication. I want to work on intimacy. So mm -hmm. that is the lens that I tried on when I was trying to think about, um, you know, what is the, what, what can I take away from this, this text that mm -hmm. is here? Mm -hmm. And there's parts of it that I really love other parts that I kind of was like, wait, huh? Huh? Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I'm, I was into it. I definitely had that lens on. Okay. I agree with you in that. Actually, I don't, I'm going to push back a little bit. I don't know why I said I agree with okay. you, but I, I okay. think that it's very similar when people set out, I, for example, I signed up again with the same running group, same coach, same fall, whatever. And he said, Hey, we've got about nine returners. And he said, it's very easy to just join the same group and set out to run the same half marathon that you're training for. And he said, but I'm really interested in every single one of you sending me an email and telling me what is it that you are actually going to be doing over the course of the next 12 weeks while we're training. Because mm -hmm. what you just mm -hmm. told me is it's pretty easy, right? To like say, I'm going to join a half marathon group and create these healthy habits and blah, blah, blah. And, and my you know, trainer basically said, that's not actually accurate. It's maybe you want to speed up your cadence. Maybe you are looking to like, I don't know, uh, finish the half marathon, but feel like you have more, you know, left in the tank, have more endurance, blah, blah, blah. So I think that even when you're thinking about your physical fitness or the goals that you're shooting for, we talked about this in the episode that we scrapped, but trying to figure out what is it that you <laughs> want to embody like who, as, as an athlete, yeah. as a half marathoner, what is it that I want to embody about that? Or as like, I'm going to put this in the marriage lens. What is it that you want to embody as a partner? And for me, I have been trying mm -hmm. to embody generosity and flexibility for a very long time. This has been mm -hmm. 15 years of growth for me. And mm -hmm. when I'm met with an opportunity to explore how I'm going to change my habit of mind of how I respond to my partner, I check in with myself and I'm like, is this something that a flexible person would do? Or is this something that a rigid person would do? Or is this how someone who, who's generously giving to her partner would respond? Or is this something that someone is holding back because I have a scarcity mindset? And so I'm constantly checking in with the bigger picture of, first of all, who's the person that I want to embody as a partner? And then what is the systems and the habits that I'm putting in place that allows me to show up that way, I guess is the way to put it. So mm -hmm. that's where this book Atomic Habits comes in is it talks about, that's great. Everybody, you know, has the same goal, right? Like we all have a good goal to be good partners, but how do you put those systems in place that move you closer toward being that person? Yeah. And I don't, I don't think we disagree. I wasn't saying it's easy to work on your fitness. Mm -hmm. I was just saying it's easier to measure that it's harder to measure generosity, you know? Yeah. Um, mm. it's harder to measure, you know, good partner. It's easy to measure whether or not you finished your Ironman with gas in the tank yeah, or whether or not you got faster. In fact, it's one of the metaphors that I really hate around. Um, it's part of what this is, uh, 
I hate this metaphor when it comes to marriage. People will talk about how marriage is a marathon, not a sprint. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm, no, like it's, interval. it's just running. <laughs> I, it's just running until you die. Mm. I mean, that's what it is. It's, it's not a marathon. Marathon's over at 26.2, which means you can orient and you can go, oh, I'm not, I'm off pace. I need to mm-hmm. speed up. Or if I'm trying to, <laughs> do you know I ran two marathons? Do you know this story about me? Mm. I don't ran two marathons in my twenties. I think I do know it. I trained to run the first one. I wanted to run it under four hours. And so that's kind of like when you run a marathon under four hours, it's, that's an athletic marathon. It's not a, it's just like, yeah, that's kind of the, the time for somebody who mm-hmm. would consider themselves. That's true. Cause the, my benchmark is a half marathon in two hours. So it's just doubling it. And that's about a yeah. little under a nine minute pace. Yeah. So I, I ran this marathon. I, uh, Oprah Winfrey was in my marathon. So I, did I kind of got, dazzled by Oprah and her, her, um, entourage. And we were running about the same pace and she would pass me and I would pass her and she would pass me. Oprah Winfrey winked at me once, which was nice, oh. winked and waved, but I ran it. Uh, I did beat Oprah Winfrey, but I ran like a four twenty three or like a four thirty six. I was so angry. I was so mad. Yeah. And then, um, two years later I ran it again and I trained to run a, f- a, a, a sub four again. And I was like, actually determined. But this is what I was talking about when I was like, Oh, I'm off pace. Like I was very conscious of my pace, whether I need to speed up, whether or not I could afford a walk break, you know? Um, and I finished in like three fifty six or seven or something like that. And now, now when people say, have you ever run a marathon? I'm like, yeah, I ran it in three something. I can't remember. (laughs) Cause you were in the threes. Yeah. (laughs) I ran three, Three, whatever. Three, it starts with the three. Yeah, That's yeah, all yeah. I, I totally remember. And you're like, um, it's actually three fifty six forty two, but whatever. Whoever's counting. Totally. Yeah. I was sprinting. The end of this marathon is up a hill, it's, and I was sprinting up a hill because I was so terrified that I wasn't going to get to the end in time. Yeah. But um, was there a anyway, point to this story that? Oh gosh, I was just reminiscing. I guess sometimes I <laughs> you just wanted to say Oprah Winfrey time, on the podcast. I did. I mean, talk about blue check. If Oprah would remember Oprah, if you're listening and you remember you that wink that me. you gave me in the marathon 25 years ago, <laughs> then you should, <laughs> you should have us on your show. Uh-huh. No. Um, what I'm talking about though, is that, uh, a marathon is long and it is arduous, but it, it's not like a marriage because the marriage doesn't have this end point that you can go, okay, I need to, I need to speed up and get there. You might be right. It's more like intervals, which mm-hmm. is, what are the, what is the phase I'm in right now? And I want to go, okay, if I'm going to hit this interval, Mm -hmm. well, um, what do I do? And I think that's where there's a sentence. I wrote it down because I loved it so much uh, in the book. It says, when you fall in love with process rather than product, Mm -hmm. you don't have to wait to give yourself permission to be happy. So Mm -hmm. you don't have to finish the marathon or you don't have to, you know, you just have to go, okay, I know that I'm doing my best right now. Uh, to establish the process of say, becoming more generous or more intimate mm-hmm. or a better communicator. Mm-hmm. And that means I don't have to focus on, you know, whether or not I check the boxes or whether or not I hit mile 26, I just have to be present here kind of doing, doing this thing. Yeah. And you know, it's uh, th- this idea of atomic habits. I really like um, in part because it does resonate almost in parallel with what, what the Gottman Institute has at its heart, which is this idea of small things often like, and so it really is about making the little tiny tweaks on a day-to-day basis Mm -hmm. that are a part of you living into the thing that you want to live into. I I remember this part too, it was sort of like this idea like you have done, which is I am an athlete, Yeah. right? Like I run, so I'm a runner. Mm -hmm. I I write sometimes. So I am a writer, you know, I, 
um, you know, I swim, so I am a swimmer or I, I, I'm working on my communication with my wife. So I am a, I am a good communicator mm-hmm. or I am a communicator. Maybe that's what you're talking about when it comes to like sort of declaring your, yeah. your identity or your posture when you're trying to change your way of being in the world. I think that would be super helpful. Just, uh, I do think we're going to have to do two parts with this because I want to break down some of the ways that you can actually develop a, a like atomic habits that you can systemize how you are looking to change and automatize. That's a word, right? Sure. Mm, sure. Yeah. Okay. I know what you meant. Yeah, totally. That's, that's, that's I, the English language. That's, that's a, I communicate so that yeah. you know what I mean. Um, automatize, yeah. you know, these healthy habits, kicking and making known <clears throat> unhealthy habits. But the thing I would start with today is just becoming aware of like, what is it that you want to be? What's the bigger picture? Mm-hmm. And in your marriage, mm-hmm. if you are someone like I, I just shared, you know, I started off with a whole lot of scarcity mindset. Like I wasn't really able to share my husband, like time was scarce with him. Mm-hmm. I did. I had a hard time with him going out with his friends. And so I had kind of the scarcity mindset and I've shifted and I, I sort of checked in with myself. I'm like, you know what, Laura, I want to be the type of wife that says yes all the time. And I've shared my story of saying yes in 2014, I think was my year of yes. Um, And that was my shift of like, I want to be generous. I want to be very giving. I want to support my partner. And so I created sort of this image of this woman that I am seeking to become. And not only that, but I am that person. I am that woman. And so when I make decisions and I create a habit of mind that aligns with this woman in the relationship that I want to be. I want to work on the physical intimacy. That's another goal of mine is like, what kind of like woman do I want to be in my marriage with my partner physically? I don't need to talk about that, but you've heard me talk Mm -hmm. about Dame products, which wink, wink, nod, nod is probably a good place to start. Hey friends, it's me, Laura. I'm going to share some personal details about my husband. He is a major snacker. I will find him rummaging around looking for anything typically crunchy or sweet So I guess that's the sweet and savory um, that he can find in the pantry. And this started my entire quest for finding some healthy food options that I can put at his fingertips along with my son that they can grab that's going to be easy snacking that's quick and easy. And this is where I solved it is with Daily Harvest. It's one of my very favorite when I'm stocking the pantry full of delicious organic fruits and vegetable based meals. You can choose from smoothies, flatbreads, harvest bowls, and more. So I have been trying to do intermittent fasting, and typically right around 11 o'clock, that's when I'm going to grab my go-to heart-healthy smoothie. It's awesome in the summer when I'm hot, I'm coming back from my workout, and it's something that really just is jam-packed with delicious nutrients. It keeps my energy up. It fills me up. My favorite right now is the chocolate blueberry, uh, but it will probably change. Um, But my husband's been really into the flatbreads when he uses those for lunch. So I've been very pleased with my ability to stay on track with our health goals um, while skipping all of the prep time in the kitchen. So I'm all about working smarter and not harder. So we're super excited to offer you listeners up to $40 off of your very first box when you go to dailyharvest.com forward slash MTR. It's dailyharvest.com forward slash MTR. So you can load up your freezer and kick back and enjoy the last few weeks of your summer vacation. I didn't write down a lot of sentences, but I did write this one down. And, and here's, here's actually the place that I think is actually pretty challenging, which is, okay, cool. 
I, I endorse that whole notion. Mm-hmm. What about for the couple? Like what it, it, the couple needs to decide what they're going to be like, what's going to be their thing. Mm-hmm. And is it going to be that they're really good communicators or they're really good at repair or they're really good at intimacy. Mm-hmm. When I talk about trust with couples, I talk about how every single thing, everything you do in a relationship, 100% of the things that you do in a relationship is either trust building or trust diminishing. Mm-hmm. And are we going to be trust builders? This is the sentence I wrote down. Every action you take is a vote for the type of person you want to become. So every action you take is a vote for the type of couple you want to become. Mm-hmm. And if you're a, if you're a couple that wants to build trust or build commitment, you have to, you know, be taking actions, actual things, do actual things. Yep. This is the work part to, to, you know, sort of put your money where your mouth is or vote with your feet or, you know, actual things. So, is vote with your feet um, a real phrase? Vote with your feet is a real thing. Cause it's yeah, like, like you actually you have say, to get up off the couch and go vote. You're like, I hate this restaurant. Okay. Prove it. Walk out, oh, you know, okay. like vote with your feet right. sort of thing. Put your money where your mouth um, is. <laughs> yeah. <totally. laughs> I've had to, I've, I've gone out to restaurants twice this last week. Um, once, did you know it was my 25th anniversary? No, you didn't know. Yeah. 25th anniversary. That's crazy. This podcast years has is a gone long through time. about four or five of your anniversaries. Did you do the thing that you normally do? That's in January. Oh, that's, in January. that's your dating anniversary. This is our actual wedding Got it. anniversary. Okay. Um, anyway, we went to a very, very nice restaurant, um, Camless? which was amazing. And I can tell that story another okay. time. Um, but then, but we also went to this restaurant at the mall, like a chain restaurant. Uh-huh. And I got to tell you, man, like I, I'm Are you over restaurants. <laughs> doesn't matter. I've, I've become, I've become judgmental of restaurants. Uh-huh. Let's put it that well, way. The, <laughs> you know? COVID really took a hit for the service industry and it's just not the same. Yeah. Anyway. You said for the couple, uh, as you were talking about this, like doing things over and over and over. Now we're talking a little bit about habits, right? Like as the couple, yes. it trust building is the thing that you do. <laughs> we finally got there to the habits and part of the Atomic Habits podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, is you're doing this thing over and over and over as a couple. And so you can either reinforce sort of these bad habits of, let's just say you have a habit of name calling in your relationship. The more often okay. you do it, the more you start to really wire those neurological connections over and over and over. But if you're also trying to turn, you know, the wheel and you decide, okay, like there is one word I'm going to take out. I am going to stop cursing when we're, uh, you know, like in really tough spots and we're fighting, I'm just going to stop cursing. And the more you do it every single time, like one time over another, over another, you're starting to strengthen a different neurological connection. But what you're saying, I think mm-hmm. is this trust building, right? It's either you're building up the relationship or you're tearing the relationship down, but it's the, uh, cumulative impact of doing that. Yeah. 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 And I think, again, when I say this, I mean, there are major trust building and trust diminishing things. Um, And then there are constant micro trust builders and trust diminishing things. And for me, what I think is, you know, I have this uh, experience where, you know, the, the, you don't have to crush it. You don't have to, you have to nail it. You just have to effort at it. Yeah. Right. Trust building doesn't have to be you delivered on the promise. It has to be, Hey, I can see that you're trying. Yeah. I can see that you're actually changing 100%. some of your things. You could be like, oh my gosh, you, you know, mother effing thing. And, mm-hmm. it, and then you might go, oh God, so I'm so sorry. Like yep. I, I need to bite my tongue. And maybe you go blah, 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 and backwards and you go, hey, that really upset me. That It's not that you 
that you were perfect in avoiding the curse word. Right. It's that you demonstrate to your partner that you're trying to cha- change, uh, change it. Yeah. Um, and so, and I don't know what, the, I don't know what that is to reverse sort of the bad habit, but that's where people have, you know, uh, curse, curse jars, you know, uh-huh. curse word jars or something where you drop a, and now you're starting to kind of effort toward actually changing your behavior and there being a consequence. But I was thinking more about if you're a couple and people say, tell me about this couple. Oh, they're really good at mm-hmm. X. Mm-hmm. Particularly if you're not good at it now, what are the things that you can begin to sort of put in place about, you know, try and make sure that you are heading in that direction. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do appreciate for sure that the answer, the answer isn't a blanket answer, right? Some couples are good at adventure. Some couples are good at curiosity. Some couples are good at hospitality. Some couples are good at repair. Okay. And um, you may have to find your own thing versus just, you know, adopt whatever we say or whatever yeah. the Bible says, or your parents say, or John Gottman says, like, um, I think that's a big piece of it for sure. The, the, as you're talking, I was thinking about like, uh, you, you come together and you're like, man, the last 25 years have been kind of crummy. Like we, I don't feel like mm-hmm. we have come together and really nailed the vision of what we are hoping to accomplish. Or like what you said is it's seasons. Wow. our season of the first 25 years was all about like raising humans and like getting careers off the, off, off the ground. And now like, what are we going to be about? What's our vision of who we Mm -hmm. want to embody moving into the next 25 years. And Mm -hmm. I know you said like relationships are not a marathon, but in a lot of ways, um, what I like about James Clear's book is that it talks about if you're going to make a major shift or change in your relationship or just like, Hey, Laura Heck wants to become vegan. You have to start with, okay, so the first step of that is really, really small. I'm just going to replace the mm-hmm. the liquid dairy in my fridge. So I'm going to throw mm-hmm. out the cow's milk and I'm going to replace it with almond milk. Um, mm-hmm. which by the way, did you know how much water it takes to grow almonds? Like the carbon footprint on almond milk is giant. Just saying anyway. Uh, so I'm going to step one. And once I'm able to accomplish that, that's what I really love about this book is atomic is tiny, right? It's these tiny shifts and changes, but atomic is also like an atomic bomb. It's huge. It's powerful. And Mm -hmm. I love the idea that really correlates well with Dr. Gottman's work of small things often when it has a cumulative impact and it's consistent can have massive changes to overhaul what you're shooting for. So, well, I'm not, I'm not a math genius. It took me a while to wrap my head around this, but I think he said something like if you get 1% better every day, you'll be 30 times, 37 times better at the end of the year. And I was like, wait, no, 1% that's 365 times, but it's not, it's like the math shakes, but yeah, 1% better every day is, you know, two third, a third, a third change, like elemental change in the relationship. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't know. I think it's, I think there is something about um, helping people understand that when you look at your relationship or you look at your goals and they begin to feel overwhelming. um, I think there's something actually really freeing about saying, all you have to do is the next thing. Right. All you have to do is the next easy Tiny, thing. Just do the small. next right thing. Mm-hmm. And doing that consistently over time becomes the major change that you're looking for. And so, uh, you know, I, I don't know if you were talking about me. I don't think you were talking about me directly when you talked about the 25 year piece, but Mm-mm. it's really hard to imagine like what's the next 25 years going to be like, mm-hmm. but we can definitely imagine the weekend or the holidays or this one thing that we come back to over and over again is the idea of like, what does the next three years look mm-hmm. like for us? Um, who are we going to be over the next three years 
that really needs our attention or our effort. And so, and part of what I hope about that is that people can look back and go, how are you guys doing? What, what's your, what's going on? How's your marriage or whatever? And then you go, what's, it's this really, what is that? I just, I tell you what, for the last about three years, this has been our priority. And now we have a whole conversation about well, what do you mean it's been your priority? Well, this is what we did. You did what? Mm-hmm. And if I just think about like, um, I had this conversation yesterday or two days ago, maybe with clients about how they were trying just to kind of wake it up. Like it just felt like, Stale. Felt like it was just sleep, their relationship. That's actually the words they used. And I was like, well, if we just go back to the very bottom of the kind of the basics, like one of the, and that's what happens, right? Like we have these energies that are really present during the first part of a relationship and then they fall asleep and they atrophy a little bit. Um, and one of those things is how many times in your like intake conversation have you heard people talk about, Oh my gosh, we stayed up till nine. We, 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 we on our first date, we stayed up for nine hours talking about the, yeah. I was like nine hours. You talked to one person. I, for I nine remember hours. those days, you know, not, not with I, my husband. Cause I couldn't get enough. <laughs> I couldn't get enough information. I, all I wanted to do was learn everything I could about you. And so we need to just wake that up. And I was thinking about, gosh, I, I don't have time to do that. And I was like, really? You don't have time to like get some new information. Yeah. And you've heard me talk about the noun game, mm. right? The noun game is just pick a noun. It doesn't matter what the noun is. And then tell it could a be story giraffe. about it. Yeah. You got a story about a giraffe? Lala? Mm, he just called me Lala by the way. Um, <laughs> Sorry. A story about a giraffe. No, I was watching a YouTube video recently and it was like this, this restaurant where these two giraffe heads came in one in one in one window, one in the other. And it was like, they were sort of out, you know, on a safari, but dining. I could 100% have a 10 minute conversation with you that starts with that story. I could too. And we would both learn something new. You would be like, gosh, I haven't thought about giraffes in a long time. And eventually you would remember that they had a baby giraffe at the zoo you went to as a kid. Yeah. And then we would talk about oh, how that giraffe toy is all the rage. Uh, uh-huh. these days, I like know. The yeah. Sophia. Yeah. We could do that Sophia for Tim and, and, and it would be fun and it would be no big deal. And we would learn something. And then we, at the end we would go, okay, well, we're, we did a little bit of a better job with being curious today. Yeah. And it started with a single noun, mm-hmm. you know, um, mm. it doesn't have to be this massive learning how to ask deep questions that are emotionally relevant, that get to the heart of the matter, you know, (laughs) like, and I think that turns people off when they think that, Oh, I gotta, I gotta figure out how to, you know, crack the code to your inner secret. No, just just pick pick another one. Cigar, bench, Mm -hmm. raft, umbrella. But some people are good. Like I had this situation where some people know how have the gift of gab, like they can talk, they can come up with these stories. But I also have clients where you, you they want to play the noun game and it's just like crickets and like, oh, you don't you don't know how to have this conversation. It's really tough. It's like pulling teeth because you said I could talk for 10 minutes about a giraffe. I'm like, but I've seen couples have trouble or one person in particular. OK, well, maybe 10 minutes is too long. Doesn't yeah, right? it really doesn't maybe matter. It's, it's just talking. Maybe it's just ninety seconds. Mm-hmm. Like, and the thing that I like that you did is, I was like, "Do you have a story about a giraffe?" And you sort of looked up into your head and you kind of thought about it for a second. And you're like, "No," and then you're like, "Actually, yes." There is something about even you, the listener, the at the person who with the story, being able to go, "Maybe I probably do." Okay. You definitely uh-huh. do. I mean, you definitely have a story about a bird, mm-hmm. a beach, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Uh, a hot rod. Uh-huh. I mean, you have stories. They might be totally benign and dumb and irrelevant, matter. but it wakes up this, this muscle okay. that wasn't there. And so 
Um, oh, that's a total I'm detour. just thinking, I'm kind of looking at my notes again and sort of thinking about how the first part of this whole habit tracking thing is just to make it obvious. Mm-hmm. And this example that I'm talking about is like, just Google a whole bunch of nouns, write them on note cards, write them on note or cut them up, print it out, cut it yep. up, put a bowl on your kitchen table Perfect. and just put it right Love there. It. And, and then we're stuck and you're not doing the thing that you want to do, yeah. which is have more conversation or be curious. Just pick up a piece of paper. Yeah. And see what comes yeah. up, you know, um, we might have to like that cause this episode's super long, but I can keep talking because now we're getting into like concrete habits mm-hmm. that couples can start mm-hmm. to put in place to become better versions yeah. of themselves. And the habit that I have, I just gave this to a new couple and it's been one that I've been doing for a very long time, but it is one of the most successful habits over time that couples come back and they say that was the best two weeks of our relationship when we were mm. practicing this habit. Now I have, now mm-hmm. you're curious what it is. You know what it is. <clears throat> it's well, this next week on marriage therapy. <laughs> Stay tuned. I'll tell you then. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm going to tell you now. Um, but it's, okay. it's the sticky note appreciation. And oh, sure. <clears throat> um, so we know the five love languages, right? And one of the more powerful mm-hmm. love languages is words of affirmation where you're affirming your partner that I see you, I appreciate you, I adore you. And you're using your words to affirm them. This particular mm-hmm. exercise is not actually intended to do it. This exercise is Mm -hmm. intended to change your habit of mind where you are looking for the positives rather than looking for the negatives because it's very easy to scan your environment and see all the negative things that need to be fixed that aren't going well and complain about them. And you totally miss the positives that you, what your partner's doing, right? You just miss it. It's present Mm -hmm. that you don't, you don't see it. So the habit that I have couples doing is I have them stick like, grab a sticky note. And while they're in session with me, because everybody's virtual, I say, go grab right now. So I'm removing all these barriers. I want you to go Mm -hmm. grab your sticky note pad, wherever it is in the home. And I want for you to put it right next to either your coffee pot or your toothbrush. These are two things that Mm -hmm. people do consistently every single morning. And James Mm -hmm. Clear calls it habit stacking. You're taking an existing Mm -hmm. habit that you do consistently and, um, you are stacking a new habit on top of it. So adding something. Exactly. So they're putting their sticky note pad right next to the coffee pot with a pencil. So now they're set. And then we talk and I say, here's what I want you to do. When you go to do that thing that you do every single morning, brush your teeth or make your pot of coffee or tea or whatever. I want for you to think about what is something in the last 24 hours that you really appreciate that your partner did or said or something. You're going to affirm them in some way. And so for that 30 seconds while they're sitting there, they are changing their habit of mind. They're having to scan their history of 24 hours. What is something that I really love or adore about my partner? I'm going to write it down on the sticky notepad and I'm going to stick it like, you know, to the backsplash or to the cabinet or whatever it might be. The thing that I love about this, both of them are going to do that. I have to remind folks, this is not about words of affirmation. This is not for Mm. you to be bathed in adoration by your partner. The power Mm. of this habit is actually you taking the time out of your day. And for that 30 second chunk of time to change your hat, your thought process from being in your grumpy, you know, like shit colored glasses, thinking about all the ways that your kitchen sink is still a mess. Mm, That's a dollar in the person jar. Pardon me. That's right. Uh, but you're going to change. You're going to be like, what do I actually really love that my partner did? And you're going to be really specific. 
And the reason why this habit is so helpful for folks is that I'm stacking it on top of an existing habit. And like you said, you're stumbling over it. You're you like, it's obvious right there. You have your sticky notepad that is going to just be a visual cue to you that you have something to do Mm -hmm. first thing in the morning. So I have them do it for two weeks. And after two weeks, they are one in a good habit of mind of thinking about positive things about their partner. But then their partner is also like, wow, I feel really seen. I feel really like mm-hmm. loved and adored. It's a very powerful habit and it's super small, but it is one that sticks yeah. with people because it follows yeah. James Clear's sort of suggestions. Totally. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to take a breath now because that was a lot of talking. <laughs> Yeah, you got a big day coming up on your bike. <clears throat> yeah, so, oh, we should tell people, like, you can actually see us. We have a YouTube channel, right? You do? Oh, yeah. us? Yeah. <laughs> mine's mine's yeah, a fan zone link. I'm just kidding. Some of, we have some YouTubes. We have, uh, sometimes they put our videos on the, uh, on the, on the, on the socials. Um, I do have a bone to yeah, pick about that. Either I'm not saying anything interesting or you're the one that's cutting the check because you have more quotes and visuals on that they're pulling from our clips. And I was like, how yeah, come I'm not included? I, I can definitely, I, you've been on there a couple of times, but I, um, yeah, I all have to do is tell them, like make sure Laura gets equal, whatever, because I don't say anything to them. All they do is listen to it and publish whatever. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they've done you a couple of times, but, um, I can definitely make sure that happens. People, they did you once and they just called you Laura. And I was like, nope, make sure you put Laura Heck because that's her name. She's not just a, cause you know, this weird thing about men and women, like, Oh, how um, men get like the, the last name and it's like a, they get power. their last name and most things named after women are named for their first uh-huh. names. Yeah. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Well, Thank you. I appreciate you thinking about me. Yeah. No, I, I, even like when I'm reading Twitter, sometimes they're talking about female politicians right, and they refer to them um, and with first name, like Nancy and AOC and yeah. Elise and like, like, but all the men are, nobody's like Dave. Or, right. I guess there's Mitch, Mitch gets Mitch, but whatever. Um, sorry, Jay. That's, that's a, <laughs> anyway. Um, right. we're, we're off on a tangent, but what I was so, getting at yeah. is that you can watch us. Like, so if you're curious, like what it looks like for Zach and Laura to be doing the podcast, we take the visual recording and we upload it to YouTube, right? Yeah, there's not the whole thing, but some clips are on YouTube. And then usually there's a video on the Instagram um, because we're getting fancy. We're chasing that blue check. Just one of us, but I'm part of this relationship too, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But if you're the triathlon lady or if you are the lady who is the amazing voice actor that I don't want to talk about specifically because I don't want to out you, um, just know that we appreciate you and we're happy to talk to you anytime. And um, also we don't have to because we're good. We're fine. We got... we. We're just regular people doing regular things. By the way, I just got a text from Beth Wiley, who we had on. She was talking about she had a bone to pick with men, uh, that they needed to step the dollar jar up. Um, And she wanted to let everybody know that the Love Over Logic course is is, uh, a great price. So anyway... Um, <laughs> Thanks, yeah, Beth. she, she just texted me and she was like, Hey, people are listening to the podcast and they're like coming to my website and asking me about it. So this is so oh, great. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, should we lay on this plane? Right, I got to go ride my bike. Yeah. Like, Hey, yeah. Good luck on your, yeah, so, I'm riding my, um, I'm doing my 900th ride today on my Peloton. You know what? If I got on for five minutes at a time and recorded each of those, I would also have 900. I did. I did almost two hours last night. It was four rides, but I did almost two hours. It's not like I just go five minutes at a time. Good for you. Um, Good for you. So, well, I do a warm up and then I do a full ride and then I did a second ride last night and then I did a cool down. That's not, that's normal. Um, so yeah, I took off about four a day. Okay. 
Well, my buddy, uh, my buddy came up from Salt Lake and he is here just exclusively to teach me how to ride my bike. And isn't that neat? And so we've been, today's the long ride and we're going to go and he's going to give me lots of tips and probably make me really tired and sweat a lot. Yeah. I love it. All right. Let's, let's land this plane, huh? See you later. Woo. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. If you're interested in checking out the book that we're talking about is James Clear's book on atomic habits. You can find it wherever books are sold. I also highly recommend if you Google or go to James Clear website, you can find that he has a cheat sheet. That is what Zach's working off of. Seems like a pretty good idea if you are not a reader. Thanks for all of your time and attention, making relationship better today than it was yesterday. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.